All right, everybody, welcome to BO Boys for Monday, August 29th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live in studio. I'm Clayton. In studio, I'm Pat. So, Clayton, we had our big weekend preview episode dropped on Friday night, Saturday morning, of course, with the great Matt Bellany of Puck and, and of the town. And if you haven't listened to that, you got it. It's a must-listen episode. I mean, we went into deep discussion on on everything in theatrical. But one thing we touched on after at the end of that episode was there was a chance that the uh, the long streak the box offices had for what over a year and a half of every week there being at least one movie that makes ten million dollars. We did say that streak was in danger this past weekend. The weekend of Friday, August 26th. Clayton, I think it's time for you to plow. And I think it's time for us, as you plow, for all of us to get ready that the streak may be over. So number one, a newbie, the invitation, made $7 million in its first frame. Number two, Bullet Train, made $5.6 million, down 30%. Lost 268 theaters. It's at $78.2 million in its fourth weekend of release. Number three, Beast, made $4.9 million, down 58%. It actually added 11 theaters. It's at $20 million in its second weekend. Number four, Top Gun Maverick, $4.7 million, down only 20%. Lost seven theaters. It's at $691.2 million in its 14th weekend. Number five, Dragon Ball Super Superhero made $4.5 million, down 78%. It lost 39 theaters. It's at $30.7 million in its second weekend. Number six, DC League of Super Pets made $4.2 million, down 26%. It lost 253 theaters. It's at $74 million in its fifth weekend. Number seven, another newbie, 3,000 Years of Longing, made $2.8 million in its first frame. Number eight, Minions, The Rise of Gru, made $2.7 million, down 26%, lost 160 theaters. It's at $354.7 million in its ninth weekend. Number nine, Thor, Love and Thunder, made $2.7 million, down 34%. Lost 305 theaters. It's at 336.5 in its eighth weekend. And number 10, Where the Crawdads Sing, $2.3 million, down only 27%. It lost 392 theaters. It's at $81.8 million in its seventh weekend of release. That is your top 10. All right. So it is official. I mean, let me let me just... Just check one more time. What did the number one movie of the week make? Did it make $10 million? It made $7 million. Okay, so The Invitation made $7 million. The streak is over. It was 15 months and I believe 65 weekends. Does wow. that add up? So what would have been the, the, the movie that kicked off that streak? Quiet Place Part 2. Quiet Place Part 2. So Which the- was one of the first... Uh, I can't was, say post-COVID, but uh, well, post-vaccination post-ish. had post- started. Yes, people were there were vaccinated people in major numbers who were able to go to the the movie theater Memorial Weekend 
of 2021. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think at that point, because that was the weekend that both Quiet Place 2 and Cruella opened in theaters. Cruella was day and date on Disney Plus Premium, you know, VOD. Premier Access. Or Premier whatever, Access, yeah. which Disney just got rid of that. They don't do Premier Access anymore. They don't talk about anymore. it anymore, no. It seemed like that was such a, a, a sensible business model to mm-hmm. have that in there, but they got rid of that. But at that point, I think all movie theaters were pretty much open for business at that point. Like all the chains, all that, like every theater was available I'm pretty sure by Memorial Day 2021. And it's it's just so uh uh so strange to think that you wouldn't have had a week sometime in that first four, five, six months where a movie would have dipped under 10 million, or there would have been no $10 million movie, and it's happened at this point. Because mm-hmm. if you think back to 2021, you had things where the big movie of the week was in the heights, mm-hmm. you know, which underperformed. Or you would have a few weeks then, even that summer, where a big movie didn't open that weekend. And, of course, there was less of a backlog of movies yeah, because nothing had been opening for months prior. So the fact that we went that whole summer and that fall of 2021 and there was always something that made $10 million, that's what makes this weekend so much more frustrating that this far past, again, not past the pandemic, but like this far past, people have gotten boosters and triple boosters and people are going out, but the studios just didn't put out enough stuff mm-hmm. to get something to $10 million in in late August of 2022. That that's it's just it's an it feels like an anomaly that this wouldn't have happened yeah. in 2021. Well, it shows it's a product issue, not a person issue. It's right. not the fact that people don't want to go, it's that there's not anything they want to see. I mean, there is, but there's not anything new they want to see, right? Because right. it is still good to see Maverick chugging along, to see Bullet Train chugging along. Mm-hmm. But you got to have something new to open wide and make that, you know, $10 million, $11 Mm -hmm. million. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there are are people out there who are pretty angry that this happened this weekend. Okay. Pretty upset. Do you have tweets to back up this anger that you feel? So I'm looking and I, I, you know, one person who I know has been pretty upset that this happened is Anthony Mm D'Alessandro of Deadline. And I'm looking up his article now because I know he had some pretty tough words for the studio this weekend. So, uh, you know, I'm looking at his weekend wrap-up here where he's talking about the streak being over. He's talking about this dismal box office weekend. And, you know, this was a weekend where uh, he's a little he's a, he's a little dismayed that Amazon didn't open the Sylvester Stallone vehicle Samaritan in theaters. Yes, he, he says here, but hey, Amazon. And now he's talking directly to Amazon as if they were a person, as if they were someone in the room with him, which yeah. is, uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's a way of communicating and you're writing. Hey, Amazon, why aren't you going wide on a Sylvester Stallone movie? When are you guys going to grow up, realize you bought MGM and start releasing wide theatrical titles and reporting box office? I mean, like the tentpole kind of ones? Cherish and behold the theatrical system you bought. Don't squander it. So that's Anthony D'Alessandro from 
deadline, reporting on this dismal box office weekend. He's worked up. It, he continues and he says, why in God's name? He invokes right. God. Yeah. With yeah. A, a capital G. Right, right. Is the movie direct to this to service? The last alone movie, Rambo Last Blood, opened to $18.8 million. Mm-hmm. Okay. We get worked up. Right. Everybody gets worked up. Right. He's trying to cut the shit. He is. He is in his own way. But Samaritan mm-hmm. is not Rambo. Rambo is Rambo. Samaritan is Samaritan. Right. Like, I understand what he means. And I agree. Put it in theaters. Yes. Put it in theaters. It, it should have been in theaters. But yes, this is not Rambo 6 colon Samaritan. Yes. You know, where Rambo is the Samaritan. In that case, then Samaritan's probably a movie that will for sure open to double digits. Mm-hmm. But this is just Samaritan colon Samaritan. No Rambo. Yeah. And, you know, Amazon is still uh, – Amazon – I believe, mm-hmm. is still hurting yeah. from late night. Yep. I mean, are you totally forgetting about the fact that that is a movie that did so poorly and they invested so much money in the ad spend for it that they basically folded their theatrical arm? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why. That's why Samaritan is going straight to the service. Right, right. Late night, Mindy Kaling's late night was the heaven's gate of its time, in a way, of Amazon, it, yeah, of Amazon Studios, that it that it managed to not collapse a studio because Amazon Studios does buy and release stuff, but yeah. not in theaters mm-hmm. because of late night. And I agree, Sylvester Stallone's Samaritan, which debuted this weekend on Amazon, would it have would it have kept the streak alive? No, no, that movie doesn't make that movie cries macho. That movie cries macho, absolutely. I think it adds to the box office tally, would ha- right. which would have, but, but still, I feel like we'd still be at. This would probably be the lowest grossing weekend of the summer, right? Right, right. because right which, now, which it typically is even in a normal year. That last last weekend in August is rough stuff, unless you have your situations where. You know, summer of 99, Sixth Sense opens in Mm mid-August and then is still doing gangbuster numbers late August. Or, you know, a Guardians of the Galaxy or a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from whatever year that was, the 2010s. Yeah. Where an early mid-August blockbuster is still doing good numbers the last weekend in August. Mm -hmm. And that's obviously not happening now because Bullet Train is doing well. But it's not Guardians. It's not a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. It's not The Sixth Sense. So they're estimating this weekend as the lowest of the summer, but not the lowest of the year. Mm-hmm. Lowest of the year was January 28th to the 30th, where all the titles made $34.9 million. Mm-hmm. They're estimating this weekend is going to be 53.7. So Samaritan comes out in theaters. Mm-hmm. What do you think it adds? Six million, maybe? I was just going to say six. I was going to say six million. And listen, that's six million more dollars for theatrical, or at least, you know, part of it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that's not going to keep the streak going. It's not going to keep the streak going. I think Anthony D'Alessandro in Deadline is not so much thinking about the streak, but just the overall amount of product that is being put in, in theaters by these studios, getting anyone to the theaters right yeah, now. Because yeah. the bigger problem is like the streak is something to talk about. And obviously, we're, we're listen, we're going to talk about the streak later in this episode. We're going to talk you all down from f- freaking out about the streak. But 
the streak is a is a number, but the real number is just the 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 amount of tickets sold, amount of popcorn sold. Yes. And if there's not enough product to sell enough tickets, then there's not enough people buying popcorn at the theaters. And if there's not enough popcorn being sold, the lights eventually have to go off in these theaters. I mean, we talked about that on our last episode with Matt Bellany. He's predicting that there will be movie theaters that will close. And that they they should. I mean, I I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he thinks we're overscreened for the demand. For the demand and for now the The product. product And what the outlook is for the amount of product these studios are going to be putting out year to year. Mm -hmm. You know, we're past the point where it's pandemic anomaly years where obviously it's not safe to go to the theaters and then there's delays on movies. We're still sort of in that, but it seems like the big issue now is studios are never going to put out the quantity of movies that they used to. Mm -hmm. They, they want stuff for their streaming models. They don't want to do the ad spend. Well, here's, here's something else that Anthony D'Alessandro is uh, talking about is, uh, were, uh, uh, however, simply putting random movies in theaters without great any great PNA spend doesn't do the box office or exhibitors any favor. So mm-hmm. that's a situation we've seen a lot, and that's the situation with the invitation. Is Sony put it out in theaters, but they're not spending what studios typically used to spend to advertise movies that are in theatrical, even. Bad movies. Yeah. You know, you think back to the past, your Dickie Roberts, your David Spade stars that would open up around this time or Labor Day weekend and make 7 to $12 million at the box office, those were advertised at the level of a real movie opening in theaters. You know, your stir of echoes mm-hmm. type movie back in the 90s would get television commercials all the time. And obviously TV is changing, less people are watching TV, all that. But you can't put a movie out in the movie theaters like The Invitation, like Fall, mm-hmm. and just not advertise. Like Mac and Rita. Yes. And obviously at Gravitas Ventures, they don't have two nickels to rub together. Yeah. They're, they're not putting TV commercials they out. They don't got the cash flow. But- these movies that are getting nominal theatrical releases, if they're not getting promotion, people aren't going to know they exist. Well, and also I think it's an issue with where are people getting their information now, right? right? Like you said, TV, regular TV is not as watched. People fast forward through the commercials. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're watching something the next day on Hulu and it has completely different commercials mm-hmm. that aren't movie trailers right unless they're commercials for hulu movies or whatnot right you look at something like this huge drop that we said would happen for dragon ball super Mm -hmm. superhero Mm -hmm. internet driven the people who went and saw this movie were driven by the internet and in a smaller part like adult swim commercials during family guy or whatever right right and then they didn't get any normies to go see it right so it plummeted so you have this thing where it's you can engage the internet, mm-hmm. but you can't just use internet 
in order to build an actual hit. Right. Like, Maverick couldn't have been built on internet-only right. advertisement. Right, right. And so but, that's the issue the studios are having, where right. it's like, we want to spend, but like, what? how much where, and like, where are the people we want to see this movie getting their trailers from? Right, right. I mean, the thing is, they're watching the NFL, and the NFL is not on during the summer. Yeah, true. And hopefully that helps the fall movies, except, I mean, as we'll talk about in the future weeks, there aren't too many big movies that would benefit from NFL commercials coming out. You know, you've yeah. got your Halloween ends and your Black Adam and your Wakanda Forever and your, and your Avatar. Past that... You know, our ads uh, during the NFL going to do a lot for don't don't worry, darling. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah. that's where you could reach people on television now. But these studios do need to figure out how to promote their theatrical releases mm -hmm. because theatrical movies, people can't go if they don't know they exist. The invitation. They don't know they're open. Look, you mentioned. Uh, Dragon Ball Super colon superhero and obviously anime is a barrier for most people to get over to, to watch an anime movie and that is a fan based driven movie but that is a movie that opened number one last week and made 20 million and you don't want to spend foolish money but there is something to advertising to a general audience. This is the number one movie in America. The B.O. Boys are talking about this movie. This movie made 20 million. This is something you should see. You know, yeah. you could capitalize on the big opening weekend that is fan driven to then let general audiences know, hey, this is a big deal. Be part of a winner. People love being part of a winner. Get on board. Number one movie in America. I didn't see... Any advertisements, and again, I haven't been watching television, but I just I know what's out there, and the, these are not out there. Advertisements for Dragon Ball Super colon superhero saying this is the number one movie in America. Go see it. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, now the invitation is the number one movie in America, and right. like you said, in the past, we would have seen. Stir of Echoes, number one movie in America, if it ever went to number one. I, I'm think, not sure. I'm, I think even that movie opened like five. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Out. Like that that's the level we're talking about. Although that a David Spade star. Yeah. Those were famously, they would in a jokey way capitalize mm -hmm. on their, when they would open number one. And yeah. you would get the, the commercials. You would get commercials for movies that were just the number one comedy yes. in America. Number one action film. Number one, yeah, absolutely. Number one comedy was a huge one. That was a huge, that was always a huge part of advertising. And you're just not seeing that level of promotion for these theatrical movies that aren't the MCU, DC, like giant movies. Mm -hmm. You're not seeing these studios capitalize on, I don't know, was the week Mac and Rita came out, was it the number one comedy in America? I mean, I, I forget what else was out that weekend. It depends on what you would define as a comedy, because like Bullet Train could be right, a comedy. Right, right. Super Pets could be a comedy. That's right. 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 I so mean, Mac like, and Rita really would have had a reach to find a number one 
blank in America advertising. Body switch movie in America. Number one body switch movie in America. Ride with that. See and people would have been like, oh, that's funny. Like, that's funny yes. that they did that. Yes. I'll go see this now. Yes. But the, the studios are not putting that type of spend into their theatrical releases. So you're getting stuff like The Invitation, which is playing all over the country and people are like, what? What? Mm-hmm. What? Huh? What? Huh? Huh? And then there's, wasn't there already another movie that got some buzz years ago called The Invitation? I'm pretty sure that 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 one where it was like a Netflix horror movie. I don't know. About it, a cult. I, was it Netflix? Or so maybe I watched it on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. It was the Karen, was, Karen Kusama, the director of. I believe so. And I think that's that was making this very hard to Google. Yes. Because I was getting Invitation, I think. That will end up being the much more widely known 2015 yes that one is yeah uh, Karen Kosama you got it yeah uh, that is a movie that I think will have a longer tail yes than this movie yes so you had that issue too when you were googling this movie so yeah Invitation it's one thing to say Gravitas doesn't have enough money. Sony, right? Right. I mean, that's the thing. We're talking about big studios not doing it. Right. The Spider-Man studio, you know, they had, uh, what was the other Tom Holland movie that Uncharted? Uncharted, the so Venom. They, they have Bullet, Bullet Train. Train right now. Yeah, right. absolutely. So right. they have the number one and number two movies, which is great. Right. I mean, Idris Alba is here on the chart twice. Right. I mean, n- neither of these King things. King of are... late August, Idris Alba. Yeah. I mean, and, and speaking of th- uh, 3,000 Years of Longing, this movie opens at 2.8. It opened in 2,436 theaters. It's United Artists. Right. This thing wasn't promoted. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. So it just went out there to flop around. Right. Right. I mean, in terms of the two Idris Alba movies that are out right now, Universal did give Beast a uh, they they gave them a theatrical promotion. Mm-hmm. You know that that movie you saw posters for it. There were commercials, trailers been out in theaters for a while. That one felt like a late August but real movie. Mm-hmm. Three thousand years of longing. That was not promoted at all. That no, no. that was. I mean, we talked about it on our weekend preview. That was. Obviously a dump. Yes. It was a failed Oscar play, and when a failed Oscar play comes out in late August, that, it, yeah. you know it's it's just it's being dumped. So, I mean, it, it, where do we go from here with this? Because I'm uh, – let's look and see what's coming out. I mean, we're, we're – we're, I mean, I think we could crown Idris Elba as the king of August flops. Okay. Because if you, you think to – one of his other most famous movies, it's that Dark Tower movie with Matthew McConaughey. That was a huge bomb, yeah. Was a an August bomb that everyone it was it was looked at as like this is gonna be a big August movie. Mm-hmm. And that bomb. So I think Idris Elba is really solidifying August as his month. Yeah. Well you see, so September second, did you see there's a Jaws wide re release? This Friday, September second, that just dropped on the schedule. I did not see this before. I mean, I we'll, we'll we have our weekend preview co- episode coming up at the end of the week. But there is, I guess, this Jaws re-release, and there is the big Spider-Man No Way Home more fun edition. The more fun stuff, more fun version. stuff, is coming out. 
I mean, listen, this the, theater's got to do something. Do you think? Well, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll 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 cover that more in our weekend preview episode. But looking back at this past weekend, the streak streak yeah. is over, and you know you got Anthony D'Alessandro flipping his lid about he's lashing li- out with anger. Yes, yes, he's invoking God. Yes, and that's his right to listen. Right- he's he has earned whatever he says in that column and deadline. Absolutely. And so if he wants to invoke God, if he wants to lash out, mm-hmm. he's earned it. You know, that's his ink. But people are getting upset. Mm-hmm. And people are getting scared. Yeah. And, we, you know, we talked about this possibly being a problem on our weekend preview episode is that children are going to see these numbers, these dismal box office numbers they're going to see that the streak is over and the children are going to fear that it's all collapsing Mm -hmm. yeah kids kids are not good at vocalizing why they're upset really so they may see these numbers someone at their daycare someone at their school right may show them these numbers right. without your knowledge. Right, right. And they come home and they're angry. And they're like Anthony D'Alessandro and they're throwing things and they're lashing out. Right, right. They're, and, the children are invoking God's name. And you're like, oh, I, do you want to watch Samaritan? And they just run off into their room and don't say anything and start right. crying, right? right? Right, So you need to know that that's a possibility as a parent. Yes, yes, That yes. you have to kind of coax them out, uh, you know, and ask them, why are you angry? Is it because of the streak? All these things. They may just cry. They might not get angry. Right. They might just not say a word. Right, They right. might go silent. Right. They may get weirdly, uh, they may be weirdly uh, upbeat yes, in they, a way that's disturbing. So might, that's also a possibility for a, a child who right now is negatively affected by these dismal box office numbers by the end of the streak, that child may react by smiling more than you would expect, by laughing uncontrollably, Mm -hmm. by having giggle fits that cause breathing problems. Yeah, laughing at inappropriate times. Right. Because they may be feeling like, I need to fix this. I need to make this atmosphere better. Right. Right. Because mommy's sad, daddy's sad. Right. Samaritan didn't come out and get a theatrical release. Idris Elba has two underperformers in the same top 10. Yeah. You know, theaters may have to close on Wednesdays to save money. Like yeah, they, yeah, these yeah. kids are are going to be feeling that. Mm-hmm. And and as parents, I think the first thing you're going to have to know is there's no wrong reaction from your child, mm-hmm. however they react to this dismal box office landscape, it's not their fault. Yes, it's yes. not their fault. Obviously, if your child is harming animals, setting fires, those are extreme reactions. Yeah, those are extreme reactions. But those, those are also deeper issues. Yeah, I mean, possibly. I mean, I think it could be a perfectly normal child who sees that invitation only made seven million and then graduates to immediately like, you know, uh, uh, catching and killing butterflies or or harming I mean, squirrels. Listen, could be. It could be. 
that that you have to deal with, I would say, in a in a more timely fashion, get them to stop doing that. But know that it's possible and know that they don't want to be doing it. Mm-hmm. They're just this thrown mentally by invitation only making $7 million, the streak yeah. ending. So for parents, you have to expect these reactions. And now what do you say? You know, this is the this is the million-dollar question parents are asking. B.O. boys, okay, they're going to react like this. I want to help my child get through this. What do I do? I mean, I think you explained to them a little bit of box office history. I would say definitely show them that these sort of things ebb and flow. Right. Right? It's cyclical. Right. Also, explain to them what a streak is. Explain to them that just because a streak ends, like we said in our previous episode, doesn't mean that there won't be another streak. Right. And and the streak isn't everything. The streak streak is a statistical anomaly. Exactly. And also, it's about ticket sales, and it's not necessarily about this streak, like you said. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to really be honest. I'm not about talking like a child to a to a child. Right. No, you have to talk like a box office analyst to a child. And to really, because th- then you can calmly talk about it in a way that is not emotion based. Right. Right. Because a child will have an emotional reaction. Right. And you have to be clinical and tell them in the history of box office, late August has traditionally been a dumping ground. Yes. They don't know because think about it. If this is a, if this is a five year old. Mm hmm. The, they they don't know regular box office scheduling. Right. Because they were two-ish when the pandemic started. Right, right. Right? And so they've this streak has been 15 months. That's a huge chunk of their life. Right, right. So it feels like— If you're like, a five-year-old child, that's, that's you know, a, a third or a quarter of your life. Yeah. So you need to explain to them as well as you can that, like, th- this is the way it's always been— and that the only reason we're tracking this is because it is a different time. With right. you know, you know why you couldn't see grandma, blah blah. blah. Explain to them that right. this is just an extension of that. Right now, that child though might say, "It's not about the streak, mommy. It's not about the streak, mommy. The theaters are going to close. Uh, okay, okay. The theaters are going to go away. I'll never see the theaters again." That's the theaters will be there. There may not be, and you can be honest, right? That some theaters will close. Mm-hmm. There's a possibility that theaters will close, mm-hmm. but we'll always have a theater that we can drive to, even if it's maybe a little bit longer. But that's just more time you can. But to my spend. theater is going to close. Your theater may close, but I, I don't see it closing now. It hasn't closed yet. So let's enjoy the theater while we can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you've got to let the, I mean, it, it's, 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 it's a tough thing to do with the child to explain to them that sometimes things end. Yes. True. Because I mean, but this a child, is a, a hard conversation. Right. Because to a child, there's everything they know to exist has always existed and therefore they assume always will exist. Mm-hmm. And to explain to that child that the multiplex in which they saw the Tom and Jerry movie yeah. back in spring 2021, the movie theater in which they saw the bad guys, 
the movie theater in which they saw Minions to the Rise of Gru, probably yeah. their favorite movie ever at this point in their yeah. life, to explain to that child that because of overscreening, you know, because of, as as Matt Bellany said that the the movie theater chains probably have overscreened over the last few decades because of the pivot to streaming and the dearth of of product from the studios that that movie theater in which they saw Minions Rise of Gru it may go away but you've got to explain to them there are other movie theaters mm-hmm. all movie theaters are not going away that is not going to happen yes that is not going to happen just because you know beast and the invitation and mac and rita are are underperforming and not getting the big pna spends just because we're banking on barbarian and you know the woman king and don't worry darling to to save us in september just because of that it doesn't mean that that your child will never have a movie theater again that's not happening. All movie theaters are not closing. That is not in danger. But the the movie theater in which your child saw Minions, The Rise of Gru, that particular theater may be one of the ones that closes down. Yeah. It just may happen that way. And you mentioned Barbarian, mm-hmm. which was, you know, being released to replace Salem's Lot. Right. Different studios, but but when Salem's Lot moved out, Fox saw that there was an opening in early September for for a, a horror pick. So here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. According to Anthony D'Alessandro, it's already set to crash and burn with a, with a single-digit opening. Now, I, here's the thing. We'll, we'll get to that as but, it gets closer. But what I'm saying is you don't need to say that to your child. Right. That's what you don't say. You don't say, well, Barbarian's going to crash. Because you don't want them to be dreading and expecting that. Because right. there's a chance that it couldn't happen. Right. But also, you don't want to give impending doom feelings to your child. And I think what your child, and listen, Anthony D'Alessandro must read column every week at deadline. Absolutely. But he's lashing out right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's angry. He's mm-hmm. hurt. He's worried. He's scared. And I and I hope he's listening to the BO boys right now because obviously he's not a child. He's a, a grown man. But he probably needs to hear this, that, that things are going to be okay. But right now he is lashing out. Yeah. And if you have a child, that's not the person that you want to expose your child to right now or the information that you want your child to be getting. No, not this column. So if Anthony D'Alessandro was saying that Barbarian is going to crash and burn, obviously he's got ins with all of the tracking companies. He sees the tracking. But that's still weeks away. I do think his prediction of that is a little bit of an emotional response right now, a little bit of his lashing out. I mean, I do think it's going to do single digits and crash and burn. But that's not the information you want to give your child right now from a person who is going through it. Yes, absolutely. The way Anthony D'Alessandro is going through it right now. And as a parent, you need to take time to go through it so that you can be clear-eyed for your child. Yes. If you need time to deal with this and you want to lash out and you want to go on a message board and do what you want to do right? and then come back to your child and be able to talk to them, do that. Yes. Because you can't be saying, well... You know what? What are you crying about now? It's going to get worse. Barbarian's going to tank. You right. can't speak to a child like that. You, you need to get your emotions 
reined in because they take their cues from you. Right. You, this is the time where if, if you're not in therapy, intense psychotherapy, this is the time for you to, to schedule some sessions because you need to be right to talk to your child. Go five days a week. Now do a sprint. Right. Do like a do a do a therapy sprint. Right. It's called. Right. Right. Before the the week the upcoming box office weekend where we're all counting on the Spider Man No Way Home re release, a movie that just came out last year. We're counting on that and Top Gun Maverick to save the box office. Mm-hmm. You know, that's coming on Friday. So if you're listening to this episode. Get on ZocDoc, get on BetterHelp, or wherever you got to go. We are not being sponsored by either of those companies. So. No, never would be. But go wherever you got to go to get some therapy sessions in this week because if your child isn't freaking out right now, they're going to be freaking out next weekend because I, I'm sure there's a lot of children who think, okay, this was a bad weekend. This is bad, but Spider-Man's coming on Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, when they don't understand that, these reissues have a very low ceiling of what they could do, especially yeah. a movie that just came out last year. This is not like the Star Wars reissues in the 90s where they're going to open with $30 million. This Spider-Man No Way Home uh, more fun stuff edition, it's not going to save the box office. And there's probably a lot of kids who think Spider-Man's going to swing in this weekend with the reissue and he's going to save the box office. He's not. So next weekend is also going to be one that parents are going to have to be mentally ready to have those talks with their kids. So Now, real quick. Yeah. Do you think that, as a parent, a good thing to do next weekend mm-hmm. is take your kid to see Jaws? Mm-hmm. And the reason being is that mm-hmm. Jaws is the first blockbuster, really, right? Mm-hmm. It's one of the first blockbusters. It's a great teaching moment mm-hmm. to show them where it started right, and how... The, the things were different before Jaws. Right, right. And right. so the box office and movie theater going, it ebbs and flows. Like I said, it's cyclical. Things change. And tell them about before Jaws and, right. and how movies were released and after Jaws. Right. And they'll know that they're part of a rich tapestry mm-hmm. and that life is one of those things that it, there's so many beautiful, wonderful things about it, but that also comes with heartache and, and pain. Right, right. That there was a time before a summer movie season. Mm-hmm. You know, before Jaws, there are people alive in this country right now who grew up in a time before an official summer movie season. Yeah. And that's a very hard concept for a child to understand, but... Yeah, take your kids to see the Jaws re-release and talk to them about the, uh, you know, uh, the BSM time before summer movies. And and some of these parents don't even know. Some of these parents weren't even alive when Jaws came out the first time. Right, right. Oh, you've got a lot of young parents. You've got, you know, parents in their in their 20s or so who, the, yeah, they've only known They've only known Jurassic Park, Batman, summer, Bat- yeah. summer of eight. They're all post. You've got a lot. Yeah, you've got a lot of parents right now who are born post summer of eighty nine. Yeah. So it's. I'm sure this is a tough conversation for them to have because they've got to wrap their head around this box office history. But it's all to say, it's going to be okay. It's not going to be okay for every theater, mm-hmm. and these kids are going to lose some theaters. 
As Matt Bellany said, we are a country that is currently overscreened. Yeah. So kids will see movie theaters go away. But movie theaters that go away sometimes come back in other forms as yeah. different movie theaters. Cush your seats, better seating. You right. know, th- that kind of thing where you can talk to your kid and say, hey, you know how you hate that seat at the theater? Well, now when we go to this theater, they have all the big seats, the nice seats that you like to recline and right. play with the buttons. And it's, right? So, and I it's mean, a different theater yeah. in a different town, but it will be just as good. And everything that you loved about your old movie theater doesn't go away. You could always remember that movie theater. That's a, I think that is a thing that when these movie theaters, some of them close over the next year, and, and your kids are just already dreading the anticipation of that, is you got to tell them you had that memory of seeing Minions 2 Rise of Gru in that movie theater, and even when that movie theater goes away, you'll always have that memory. Mm -hmm. That doesn't leave you. You could always hold on to that. You could always think about that. You could always love that movie theater. And even when it's gone, it'll always be in your heart, in your memories. Yep. And and the kids may not accept that at first, but I think if you have that honest talk with them, eventually they'll understand that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and this goes for the parents, too, because, you know, we're directing as kids, but everyone, everyone feels loss. Everyone uh, fears loss and the loss of these movie theaters, which, you know, hasn't happened yet. We're talking we're basically talking you down from the anticipation of that based on this current box office, the loss of the streak, all this stuff. It is is something that you're going to get through. And the memories you have of movie theaters that may close, of these great box office numbers, the memories you have of Maverick's historic box office run, that doesn't go away just because the streak ended. That doesn't go away just because Barbarian may bomb in two weeks. You still have that memory of Maverick's historic box office run this summer. Yeah. It's there. It's forever. And if you're a parent, call your parent. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you haven't talked to them in a while, if there's some sort of issue there, this is something you can bond over. Yeah. I you're mean, both feeling it. You're both feeling it. And so it's something you can talk about. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point because the the elderly, they saw these numbers for Mac and Rita. Mm-hmm. You know, they saw these numbers for a Diane Keaton comedy star. And they're feeling that mortality right now. You know, a couple of years ago, these elderly people, they saw the numbers for book club movie made what 70, $80 million domestic. That's the kind of thing that makes an elderly person feel like maybe this will go on forever. Maybe Diane Keaton will be a box office draw forever. And then an elderly person now sees those numbers for Mac and Rita finishing out of the top 10 and it's opening weekend that's when they're they're sitting there in their in their old age home, haven't talked to anyone in weeks, clinging to, okay, Diane Keaton has a movie this weekend. Of course she'll finish number one, number two, make a respectable fourteen, fifteen million dollars. And then they see that Mac and Rita opening number and they start to think, is it all over? Mm-hmm. Is it over? 
And they're like, can you just keep the door open? I get just scared. Keep it open. Yeah. For me. And, and, and you call that elderly person, mm-hmm. whether it's your parent, whether it's an aunt, you know, an uncle, call that person because Mac and Rita bombed pretty hard two weeks ago. And and you may not agree with this person politically, religiously, right. or ethically, but right. they're from a different time. You can agree on box office because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that is just numbers and facts, right? And let them know. Book Club Two is in production. Yeah, it is. It is, and it's definitely. currently slated for theatrical. And listen, that may change. Who knows? But let that elderly person know who's been rocked by. The Mac and Rita box office news who feels like it's over. Let them know that happened. Book Club 2 starring Candace Bergen, starring Diane Keaton. That's going to be in theaters, and we think it'll be a hit. The original made 68 domestic. And you've got to get, you, you've got to, get to that point to be able to see that movie and to see those box office numbers. You yep. know, give them something to live for. Well, Pat, I think we did God's work Yeah, with a capital G. Yeah. For me, I mean, for you, it can be lowercase if you prefer. Um, is there anything else we need to talk about? No, I think uh, I think email us at the boboyspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know how you're feeling, mm-hmm. you know, because if you're a wannabe old boy, wannabe old girl, wannabe old person, person. who is having a hard time because the streak ended, is yes. having a hard time because – Two Idris album movies tanked within a, a span of a week because George Miller's movie tanked because Samaritan went straight to street. Whatever that your box office issue is right now, if you're having a hard time, email us at the Boys Podcast at gmail.com. We can't guarantee we're going to answer back. We can't guarantee we're going to talk to you. We're definitely not going to have a phone conversation no or anything way. like that. No way in hell. But email us. We'll read it for sure. And I feel like that should be enough to make you feel better. Or send a voice memo. Yes. If you send a voice memo, Even we'll listen better, to we'll it. Even better, we'll listen to we'll it. We'll listen to it. Yeah, because that's so passive. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, listen, as uh, 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 one of the all-time great radio broadcasters of all time used to say, I'm listening. I'm listening. So if you're having box office uh, uh, fears, worries, uh, uh, you know, emotional hardships right now, Email us at the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. I'm listening. I'm I'm also listening too. Does that work for when you have two hosts? We're I, listening? I would say I would say I'm listening and then and you I'm would say, say I'm listening. And you're listening. Um and I think that's it. So here is though a big exciting announcement. Yes. Because now it's time to get excited. Because we are gonna on our next episode of the B.O. Boys, our our weekend preview, end of the week episode. We're going to be looking back at the summer. We're doing a full summer recap, and we've got a giant special guest star coming on because we had Matt Bellany last week, and we got to keep the momentum going. The legend, the icon himself, Scott Mendelson of Forbes, is going to be joining the BO Boys. Next time you hear us on air, it'll be with Scott Mendelson, and we are looking at the summer, going through the business. All you know, whatever Scott wants to talk about, we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. And it's something to tell your kids, too. Hey, look forward to this. Exactly. If your kid is having a hard time now with these numbers, just let them know. Scott Mendelson's going to be on the next episode of the B.O. Boys, huh? Huh. So, you know, buck up. It's fine. Definitely tell them to buck up. Buck up. 
So, I don't think there's anything left to say, Pat. No. Except, until next time, we'll, we'll smell, smell you at the box office. Nailed it. <laughs>